Good evening, everyone. This is Employeeism Magazine with your host, Craig Palmer. Tonight, we're going to talk about careers, interviewing, how to interview for getting that job that you seek. So tonight, we're going to talk about those tough interview questions, how to answer them, how to prepare for an interview. We're going to break down how to get that job. So, you know, stick with us. It's going to be a very informative evening. Um, we're not going to have any guests tonight because we're going to cover a lot, a lot of information. Um, this is one of the things that I find people have difficulty with is being able to answer some of those difficult interview questions. So we don't want that to happen anymore. So we're going to be able to dissect it, teach you how to, uh, how to in- interview effectively, understand the tough interview questions, and I'll give you some tips. So let's get started. So let's talk a little bit about interviewing, right? Now, interviewing is probably one of the more difficult things to do when it comes to getting a job. And the reason why is because oftentimes people are nervous. And it's okay to be nervous in, in an interview. It happens, right? But one of the things that we have to do is prepare, prepare, prepare for an interview. It's okay to prepare for an interview. The employer expects you to come in prepared to answer tough interview questions. You should go over the, the tough interview questions. Uh, let me first apologize. I'm a little under the weather this evening, so if I cough occasionally, bear with me. All right, so let's look at some of the, um, well, let me give you a little bit of background in um, my background when it comes to interviewing. Now, as you read in my book, the um, one of my books, the um, the 10-step pocket employment guide, you'll find that I've had over 40 jobs in my lifetime. And one of the things, one of the jobs that I've had in the past is I used to be a store manager with AT&T. I used to manage their flagship store on 47th and 5th Avenue. And when I did that, when I was trained by AT&T to do interviewing, they gave us, and a lot of companies do this, a lot of companies have standard interview questions that they ask. When I worked at Circuit City, we had standard interview questions. Most employers will have some standard interview questions that they're going to ask along the way. Um, one of the questions, and it's probably the number one question you should really be prepared for in an interview, and that's tell me about yourself. It's a standard question. Most um, employees will ask you that. Now, when they ask you to tell me about yourself, I found that in my 23 years' experience in doing interviewing and helping individuals get jobs, a lot of folks don't realize what tell me about yourself really is asking. Tell me about yourself isn't asking any personal information. It doesn't care about where you grew up or how many kids you have or how old you are. Uh, what your hobbies are, tell me about yourself really is designed to ask you what type of experience do you bring to the table that makes you qualified for the job. So when a person asks you, tell me about yourself, you want to kind of start with the position that you had last that made you qualify for the position that you're applying for. So, for instance, if I was applying as a customer service um agent or a customer service specialist with an organization, I might not mention um, the fact that um, my last job was as a trainer. I would talk about the last job that I had 
where I provided customer service. And it doesn't make a difference when it happened, but you want to start there. So I might start with, it might sound, if it was coming from me, it might sound a little bit like this. The person may say, um, tell me about yourself. I might say, well, I previously worked at um, Aaron Solutions where I was a manager and I managed um, 10 to 15 individuals at any given time. But my primary goal was to provide customer service to the staff of the hospital, and I managed five different sites where I had to ensure that customer service was at the forefront of each um, customer's needs. And so I trained my staff on how to pre um, prepare um, quality customer service to ensure that every person walked away with a five-star um, five service. So you want to kind of talk about the last job that you had that provided quality customer service. If my last job was working at a restaurant and I was applying at a um, and I was applying as a cook, I want to talk about my experience as a cook. Not if I had experience working at Home Depot. I want to talk about the experience that makes me qualify for the position that I'm applying for. So that's where we always want to start with. All right now. Tell me about yourself can be very broad. One of the things that you want to make certain is that you know yourself really, really well. Tell me about yourself is a great opportunity to really um, toot your own horn, you know, pat yourself on the back. And it's really an opportunity to let the person know you bring a lot to the table because you may not get a chance or maybe the interview is an experience and doesn't ask you enough questions to make the, make the person realize that you're the ideal candidate for the job. So what you want to do when they say, tell me about yourself, let, let it all hang out. Um, you know, you want to talk about um, your educational background if you want to. You can talk about as much as you want. Now, you don't want to run on. You want to maybe give two or three different things and leave it at that, right? And then let the interviewer ask you a few more questions. But you're prepared for the questions. Why? Because you came in prepared. You you asked, you went over the questions over and over, so you're not prepared for those questions. Another question that they're going to ask you is, and in the old days, they never asked you why you left your old job. Employees really didn't care in the old days. If you asked in the 80s and the 90s, why did you leave your last job, uh, you would just say, I was looking for a better opportunity and, and leave it at that. That's not the case anymore. In 2017, employers want to know why you left your last job. And the primary reason why is because getting a job is not as simple as it was 20 years ago. 20, 30 years ago, if you left a job, you knew next week you had another job. That's not the case now. Why? Because getting a job nowadays involves so much more. It involves background checks. It involves, in some cases, a physical. It involves now three or four interviews. I mean, the last job that I had, I had three interviews. And the job took about four or five months to get because of the interviews and the background check and checking references and things of that nature. So it's not a simple process to get a job like it used to be in the old days. So nowadays, we have to be better prepared, right? We have to understand that it could be a lengthy process, and employers know that. And because employers know that, nowadays they want to know why you left the job, 
Nowadays, people rarely leave a job without having another job waiting for them. Now, it's okay to leave a job for an opportunity, because when you talk to employees and say, why did you leave your last job? You can say, well, I'm currently employed there, but I, I want to work with your organization. They completely understand that. But if you're no longer with the organization, they're going to want to know why. And in most cases, they're going to assume something happened. So you have to be prepared to answer that question. Now, ideal answer can be you moved, right? If you relocated from Florida and you moved to New York, stands the reason you ain't commuting to Florida. So it makes all the sense in the world. I moved. Um, you can use a sick relative or a parent or, or a spouse or something like that. Why, you know, why'd you leave the job? You know, I had a sick relative. The person is now healthy and I'm able to go back to work. But they're going to want to know why you left the job. Another qu standard question that you're going to get oftentimes asked in an interview is, what are your strengths? Once again, this, has to, this talks about um, knowing yourself, what you bring to the table. <coughs> Excuse me. What are you good at? Um, you know, it oftentimes will ask you, um, you know, how they, and nowadays they're asking questions like how you deal with situational questions. Like a lot of questions they're going to ask you, if you were put in a situation like this, how would you deal with it? And that's an opportunity to talk a little bit about the strengths that you bring to a table. That's your opportunity to mention how you handle situations before when dealt with stress or what have you. So we're going to talk a little bit more about um, careers and interviewing, and, how, and I'm going to give you some tips um, that you need to be mindful of when you're dealing with, when you're talking about interviewing. But we're going to go to a commercial. We'll be right back. Hi everyone, I am Shavana Johnson, CEO and founder of All About Us Global Media Productions Group, TV, radio, and magazine, CEO of the Whitney E. Johnson Foundation Incorporated. We are a 501c3 organization on a mission to educate, engage, and mentor our parents and teens in communities on current issues surrounding our youth. Today, we are asking for your support to continue providing our informative programming through our various media platforms. To make a donation, visit the Whitney E. Johnson site at www.wejfoundation.org, or you can reach us at 631-521-7699 for more information. And as a reminder, all donations given are tax deductible. On behalf of the Whitney E. Johnson Foundation, we thank you for listening and your support. Check out Employism.com, the new hot online magazine on employment and business. It's growing fast. You still have time to place an ad in the magazine and in their new video game on Google Play Store. Employism Adventures, September 1st. Free download at employism.com and the world's biggest online magazine store, issue.com. 20 million daily visitors. Don't miss out, guys. Employism Magazine, the latest trends in employment and business. We're back. So let's talk a little bit more about some of the difficult interview questions that you're going to be faced with as you uh, pursue your careers. 
um, and develop um, down the road. One of the questions, the most difficult questions that people oftentimes have a problem answering, and I'm going to mention it now because um, I know a lot of folks have always asked me, you know, how do I answer the weakness question? Employers oftentimes are going to ask, what, are, what is one of your weaknesses? And a funny story, um, when I was in an interview once, and I had an interview uh, gentleman, and um, my counterpart at the time was um, listening in, and um, she decided she wanted to take over the interview, so she started asking him, the gentleman some questions. She asked him, what's one of your weaknesses? And the gentleman said, I don't have any weaknesses. And boy, did he catch on a bad day because she ripped him to shreds because she started looking at his resume and started pointing out weaknesses on his resume. Um, for instance, the gentleman only had a high school diploma, and she said, well, you don't have a college degree. That's not considered a weakness. I see here you only have two years of work experience. That's not a weakness. Uh, she just started destroying him. So we want to go into an interview understanding that even if you feel like you're an amazing employee, um, you also want to realize that we want to have a weakness prepared um, for that question. And so the way we want to answer a weakness question, and I'll just give you some examples. Obviously, you know yourself better than anyone, and you'll know how to answer that question. But one way you can answer a weakness question is by saying, using education. If you only have a high school diploma, then not having a degree would be considered a weakness. So you might say to an employer, well, one of my weaknesses is that I only have a high school diploma. I'm currently enrolled in college, and I hope to complete my degree within the next four years. That's a great way to answer a weakness question. Another way to answer the weakness question, and I know a lot of people use this one, and I would highly encourage you not to use this one. I know a lot of people in the past used to use the workaholic one. I'm a workaholic. Um, I enjoy working, so that's one of my weaknesses. Employees have gotten accustomed to hearing that answer. Um, they don't like it. So another weakness can be oftentimes is uh, attention to detail. For instance, what's one of your weaknesses? One of my weaknesses is that my previous employer when I worked at The Gap always said that I spent too much time on attention to detail. I don't want it to look perfect. I just want it to look nice. Right, and so I think sometimes I just spend too much time because I like things to look perfect. Now, from the employer's perspective, that's not a weakness. Um, or maybe it is a weakness in some cases because maybe you are taking a little bit more time. But it's a strength because they know that you want it to look good and they're confident in that you're going to do a good job. So that's just another way that you may answer the weakness question. Right. Uh, another way that you can answer the weakness question would be um, not having enough experience in a particular field, all right, or being too helpful. Um, one of my weaknesses is oftentimes um, I, I may, may spend too much time with a particular customer um, when, because I want the customer to be satisfied, and sometimes I've been told that, I should move on. If we don't have what they need, you know, suggest something else and move on as opposed to trying to call other stores and find the ideal thing. So, I mean, there are different ways you want to answer the weakness question, um, but you want to be prepared for that question, right? Another question that you're going to receive in most interviews nowadays is going to be, 
why do you want to work for this company? Why do you want to work for this organization? They are going to ask you that. You want to come out and say um, why you want to work for that organization. And oftentimes the way to answer that question is by making certain that you research the company effectively. A lot of times people fail to research a company effectively. So the first thing that you want to do, and there's some places that you can go online to research a company. Um, Hoover, I believe it's Hoover.com, is a great site to go to to um, research a company. Obviously, you can Google an organization. And you can also um, go to the company website. And one of the things that you want to research is what is their mission statement. Every company has a mission statement. So you want to know what their mission statement is. Because if you know what the company's mission statement is, uh, you can use that to your advantage. And I could just assure you that a lot of people, even with the organizations, a lot of times don't know what the mission statements are. So you're ahead of the game if you research the mission statement. Some of the things that you also want to research is who's the chief competition, um, how many um, locations do they have, Who do, who's the president of the organization, how long has the company been around? These are important questions. Um, why? Because they want to make certain that you're invested in the organization and that you have a, general, a, a genuine interest in the organization as well. So you want to make certain that you research the company very effectively. Now, some, I'm going to give you some tips real quick before we continue on with the interview questions that you should just be mindful of, right? The first thing that you should be mindful of when you're going for an interview is that when you have an interview, you want to be obviously dressed properly. Um, you want to make certain that you have, I would suggest, a suit. In some cases, if you don't have a suit, you always want to make certain that you have a tie. Um, very, very important. Um, and maybe not a tie that's really loud either, unless it's a red tie, a red power tie, it's okay. But you want to make certain that you come dressed appropriately, a white shirt, a tie, and some shoes, right? The next thing that you want to do is make certain that um, you have something to eat before an interview. You don't know how long it's going to take. Um, some I've had uh, instances where I've had to interview people and wasn't able to get to them um, probably for about two or three hours. Um, if you're hungry prior to an interview, it could disrupt it. So always make certain that you get something light to eat before an interview. Always have multiple copies of your resume with you. I've had people go and come to an interview and only have one copy of their resume with them. No, you want to have at least, I would suggest, have at least 10 copies of your resume with you. I recall one interview I went on um, with NBC a long time ago. It was a group interview, and there were uh, – two or three staff members in the interview. Each one of them had to have a resume. I recall going on an interview with Circuit City. There was, I believe, four or five staff members in that interview at the time. So these, uh, oftentimes you may go on a group interview where there may be multiple people interviewing you at any given time. So you want to have multiple resumes with you just to be prepared. Um, you want to make certain that you have your references available. Because I know at the end, in the old days, we used to put on resumes, references furnished upon request 
at the end of the interview, they may say, well, give me some of your references. I want to check them out if they're interested. So you want to have your references available. You also want to make certain that you always have at least two interview questions at the end of every interview. They're going to ask you, do you have any questions? Now, if you feel as though you didn't interview well, you may ask questions to kind of get you back into the game. One of the questions might be, what's a typical day? You might ask a person, what's an ideal employee for you? You might ask them how much training is involved. Um, we never want to broach the question of how much salary or what type of benefits will I receive. We always want to stay away from the money questions when we're going for an interview. We don't want to discuss that until an offer is actually made. At that time, then we want to know what's the position of playing, um, what type of benefits will I receive, and at that time, you want to be able to negotiate a salary. And negotiating a salary is very, very difficult. We never, ever want to give an amount because you may give an amount that's less than what they're offering. So we always want to wait for an initial offer to find out what they're offering. So let's talk a little bit more about some interview questions. Now, in my book, right, the 10-step pocket employment guide, I have over 100 questions that you may be asked in an interview. So I would suggest you pick up that book at craigapalmer.com. But if you happen not to pick up that book, right, then I'll go over some of the questions that you'll find in there. Um, one question you might come across in an interview, um, what past accomplishments gave you satisfaction? So you always want to have a detailed example of something that you, a goal that you set out to accomplish and that you completed on a previous job. Uh, they want to know that you're capable of establishing a goal and completing it. Oftentimes, employers want to be able to quantify um, what you do on a daily basis. Um, if you can talk numbers in an interview, you're ahead of the game. So oftentimes, employers like to see here percentages. Um, I exceeded 10% of my sales objective. Um, I made, I did 15% above my outreach goal. Like they want to know I completed 95% of my sales. A close of 96% of my sales. Like they want to be able to quantify. They want to put things in numbers. So make certain that you have to be able to prepare and talk about that. They may ask you questions like, what type of work environment do you like best? Remember, the best work environment is the type of environment you're applying for. I've had people say in an interview, the best type of environment, work environment for me is outdoors. And the job is working as an administrative assistant inside. So, I mean, why would the employer hire you if you say your ideal environment is working outdoors, all right, and the job is indoors, right? I've had people say, um, do you like to work with a lot of people or by yourself? And I've had people say, I like working by myself when the job requires them to work with people. So do your research about the job. Find out, know about the job description and what the job entails so that way you're not shooting yourself in the foot by saying an ideal job is opposite of what the job is you're applying for. What are some other interview questions that they'll ask you? Well, where do you see yourself five years from now? Five years from now, you want to say to the interviewer, 
I see myself growing with the organization. And keep in mind, you're not always going to be 100% honest in an interview. I'm going to keep it real with you. You're not going to be 100% honest because if we were 100% honest, in a lot of cases, we would not get the job. In some cases, people take the job because it pays the most money. Can we say that to an interviewer in an interview? I'm working here because I'm applying here because you pay the most money. No. Uh, in some cases, um, you might the person might ask you, um, you know, they may ask you, why do you want to work for this company? If we use Truth Serum, we might say, um, I'm working here because you're only 20 minutes from my job, but I'd rather work for someone else. No. So we're always going to try to be um, honest, but we have to also understand that the interviewer expects us to be able to answer the questions effectively. And sometimes answering those questions effectively aren't always going to be the ideal answer that, um, if you gave it, would get you the job. So we have to make certain that we're prepared to answer the questions effectively, even though they're not 100% honest. I'm just keeping it real. Right? So let's look at some other interview questions that you might get asked. Right? Because one of the questions that they're going to ask you is um, how did you do in college? Right? Now keep in mind, even if you didn't do well in college, they're not checking in most cases. So from your standpoint, I did well in college. Um, they may ask you questions like, what makes you want to work hard, right? This speaks to your motivation, right? One of the key things when I'm looking to highest one, and I know a lot of employees look for this, is they oftentimes look for someone that will take initiative, right? Someone who will um, grab the bull by the horns. Most employees don't want people that they have to be watching and looking over all the time. They like folks that will be able to take initiative and do the job without having to be told. So we want to make certain that we have scenarios and examples to use with an interviewer if faced with that type of question. Right? What are some of the other questions that we might um, – and I'm going to give you some questions that sometimes can be loaded questions. Like, for instance, one question you might get asked in an interview is, what do you think about your former boss? Remember, we never talk negatively about a previous employer ever, right? And even if you had an employee that you didn't particularly care for, the employer might have been the scum of the earth, right? He might have been the type of guy that made you want to quit. Even if he was one of those type of employers, we never talk negatively about the employer. We always speak very highly of them. If they ask you, tell me about your last boss. Oh, I love John. John was an ideal uh, boss. And, in fact, I spoke to John a couple of weeks ago, and he told me if there was a position still available, he would want me back. But, unfortunately, a position hasn't become available yet. So we always want to talk positively about a previous employer, regardless of how we feel. What are some of the other questions that we will face in an interview? Well, Another question that you may get asked is, why aren't you earning more at your age? Nowadays, you're going to find a lot of folks going back into the workforce, and you got folks that are in their 30s, 40s, 50s. And the last job, they only made $14 an hour. And the expectation by some employers is that you're making, 
you know, fifteen, twenty dollars an hour. So if you're making twelve, fourteen dollars an hour, they may ask you, why aren't you making more at your age? And you can, uh, and some people might get offended by that question. You shouldn't get offended by that question. You should be just prepared to answer it. A great way to answer that question would be, I don't use money as the complete, um, the, uh, the the complete um, tool to make a decision when I take a job. I believe happiness is equally important. And so I take jobs sometimes that may not pay as much as I would like, but I'm also very happy and very adept at doing the job. Now, we know that may not necessarily be the truth, but from the employee standpoint, they love a person that enjoys doing a particular job. So we want to make certain that we answer the questions effectively. Another question, and remember, we I, I told you to steer away from the money question. They may ask you, what type of money are you looking for? We never give an amount during an interview. So if they ask you what type of money you're looking for, you say, I'm open. And if they badger you, and they may badger you and say, you sure you're not certain what type of money you're looking for? You want to stick with, I'm open. Why? Because you don't want to undervalue yourself. You want to see what the offer is paying. And I've had employees try to badger me before. You want to stay away from it as best as possible. Another great question would be, how would you describe your own personality? Well, think about it for a moment. If you're applying for a job that requires you to work with people, then you want to be a people person. You want to be someone who's outgoing. If you're working in a job that requires a lot of attention to detail, that's your personality. You know, someone who has a lot of checks and balances and crosses their T's and dots their I's. If it's um, a position like a security guard, you want to be highly observant, right, and a good customer service person and know how to deal with situations and have good memory. So the type of personality that you have oftentimes is dictated by the position that you're applying for. So keep in mind, employees expect you to be able to answer those questions like that. Another question that you might get asked, and this is a very important question. One of the questions are, are you interested in managing or leading people? Employers sometimes are not only looking for someone to work for them, they're also looking for someone to lead for them as well. They're looking for folks that will eventually take on a leadership role. They know that people who are managers and leaders will oftentimes take initiative and not have to be told. So that may be a question that you might get asked. And you want to give the you know, impression that that's something that you have in mind down the road. They kind of know where your mind is, that you're not willing to settle, that you're always looking to be progressive and get ahead. Very, very important. So we're going to take a little break. We're going to play a couple of commercials real quick. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about some more interview questions, how to answer them. All right? So we'll be right back. Hi, 
everyone. I am Shavana Johnson, CEO and founder of All About Us Global Media Productions Group, TV, radio, and magazine. CEO of the Whitney E. Johnson Foundation Incorporated. We are a 501c3 organization on a mission to educate, engage, and mentor our parents and teens in communities on current issues surrounding our youth. Today, we are asking for your support to continue providing our informative programming through our various media platforms. To make a donation, visit the Whitney E. Johnson site at www.wejfoundation.org or you can reach us at 631-521-7699 for more information. And as a reminder, all donations given are tax deductible. On behalf of the Whitney E. Johnson Foundation, we thank you for listening and your support. Check out Employism.com, the new hot online magazine on employment and business. It's growing fast. You still have time to place an ad in the magazine and in their new video game on Google Play Store. Employism Adventures, September 1st. Free download at employeeism.com and the world's biggest online magazine store, issue.com. 20 million daily visitors. Don't miss out, guys. Employism Magazine, the latest trends in employment and business. So we're back now. We're going to continue talking a little bit about some interview questions, um, how to answer some of those interview questions. Like I mentioned, these interview questions can be found in my book, The... 10-Step Pocket Employment Guide. Uh, you can get that book on Barnes & Noble, or you can get it on my website, craigaparma.com. Now, in the book, it talks about how to answer some of the difficult interview questions. Um, one of the difficult interview questions that oftentimes people have a problem ask, answering is, what motivates you? Employees nowadays want to know what motivates you. Now, a lot of people believe money motivates them, when in reality, uh, money is not a, a, a great motivating factor. Why? Because think about it. If you get the amount that you want, what else motivates you? Think about it. They, the rich people of the world, like the Jay-Zs of the world and the Beyonce's of the world and the Bill Gates of the world, right, what motivates them? I mean, they already have all the money in the world. So you realize that as we start accumulating wealth and we have money, that money really doesn't motivate you. And you'll find that a lot of folks, more people leave jobs because of uh, not being satisfied with the job as opposed to how much they were making. That's not even the case. You ask people all the time, they'll tell you, I left the job because I wasn't recognized for my efforts. I left the job because they didn't get any accolades. You know, when you have, um, when you're working at a company, you want an employee to pat you on the bank and say, "Great job," right? So let's look at some more questions that they may ask you. Um, one of the loaded questions that they may ask you is, "Tell me something that you need to work on." Now, I'm a believer that you never tell employers something that could hurt you, right? Because if you tell them something that can hurt you, um, like, for instance, if you say to an employer, I have to learn how to be a better decision maker, well, then why would the employer hire someone who doesn't make good decisions? Bad decisions cost the company money. So we don't want to use things that might hurt us. 
So the questions that we want to ask are things that only help us or something that the employer is already aware of. Remember, like I said, if you only have high school diploma, the employer is aware. They see your resume. They see that you only have high school diploma. So you might say um, one of the things that you need to work on is improving your education. It, it's obvious. It's on your resume. So we don't want to talk about things that might hurt us. We don't want to talk about if we're a security guard, I need to work on my observation skills. If you're a security guard and you miss something, right, um, people could get hurt or a fire could ensue. So we want to make use things that are important. Um, what's another great question that they might ask you in an interview? Another great question that they may ask you is, um, what's the last book you read? I recall a, a good friend of mine who was interviewing a young lady for a retail establishment asked the young lady in the interview, what's the last book you read? And the young lady said, I don't read books. And then he said to her, well, I guess you won't read this manual that's required for the job. And she obviously didn't get it. So we want to kind of be prepared. You want to have in your mind um, books, possible books that you read. Now, I'm going to just tell you something. You can get a job even if you're not the most qualified for the job. It's true. You can get a job if you're not the most qualified for the job, if and only if, if they like you. Personality goes a long way. So you have to keep that in mind. And when I say that, that means that when you're in an interview, you have to be able to smile on a dime. That means that the person interviewing you has to like you. So you should be smiling. You should be engaging them in conversation. There are going to be times. Now keep in mind, even though the person is engaging you in conversation, you always want to be mindful that the person that you're interviewing with is not your friend. You may want them to like you, and you want to be um, very respectful and professional, but you also want to be very mindful that the person is not your friend. I've had in interviews where people have let their guards down. I had one interview where the gentleman was asked, had he ever stole anything? And, of course, he said, no, I never stole anything. And the person, you know, said to him, come on, man. You never stole anything like a candy bar. Man, we all stole a candy bar when we were kids. And the guy said to him, eh, well, you know what? You're right. I did steal a candy bar when I was a kid. The person didn't get the job. Why? Because he let his guards down. We don't let our guards down when we're talking to someone. When we talk to someone, an HR professional or someone that's interviewing us, we always want to be mindful that this person is a person that's hiring you. So we don't want to talk about negative things. We never want to use certain words in an interview. We never use the word fired, and we never use the word terminated. We always use let go, um, downsized, but we never, ever use those negative terms because it doesn't sound good if you, someone said, if you say to someone, I was fired, I was terminated. No, it was I was let go. Um, I was, it was the company downsided. They decided to go in a different direction. But we, ne we never want to use negative terms in an interview. And keep in mind, and, and just some tips, uh, additional tips regarding interviewing or preparing for the interview. Remember, 
and I'm from New York. In New York, you cannot go to an interview on time. For most people, on time for an interview is about 10, 15 minutes prior to the interview. In New York, it's too easy to be late for an interview because of the New York City transit system, you know, traffic. So for us, on time for an interview would actually be, we want to be in the vicinity of the interview at least 45 minutes or an hour prior to the interview. Because think about it, most of us do what we call mental math. And we kind of wake up and we say to ourselves, all right, if I get up at 7 and I have breakfast and I leave the house by 8 o'clock, I should get downtown by 8.45 in enough time for my 9 o'clock interview. We have a tendency to do mental math. But unfortunately, the train doesn't work out that way. You might have a sick passenger, a power outage, a police investigation going on, anything that could delay that particular interview and what ha- that, that particular train. And if the train gets delayed, you're going to make it late to an interview. And if you're late to an interview, you might not get the job. Why? Because believe it or not, the number one reason why all, people oftentimes lose jobs is because of lateness and absenteeism. Employees are aware of that. They try to avoid that. So if they see someone that comes for an interview late, it starts off things on the wrong foot, and oftentimes they will not hire you. They don't care that the train was delayed for a sick passenger because they expect you to know that these things can happen. So you want to be in the vicinity of an interview at least 45 minutes to an hour. And like I said to you before, you want to make certain that you always have something to eat. Don't have something, um, uh, an enormous breakfast. I wouldn't suggest you have two scrambled eggs, bacon, a biscuit, grits, um, hash browns, you know, home fries prior to an interview. I know my um, breakfast routine for every interview has always been the same. I always have the same breakfast, and that's a butter roll and a cup of tea. A butter roll to hold, you know, prevent you from being hungry, and a cup of tea to stimulate the brain. Right, caffeine will stimulate your mind. It'll make you sharp and be able to answer questions effectively. Right. So, what are some of the other questions that they may ask you? An employee may ask you. One of the questions they may ask you is, um, um, let's see. Um, well, you know what? One of the questions I recall um, an interviewer asking, and it sounds crazy, but it's very true. Um, and this was at, I believe, may have been Victoria's Secret, um, Marshalls, one of those places, one of those retail establishments. They asked the person in the interview, matter of fact, it was Marshalls. The young lady asked the person in the interview, if you were an animal, what type of animal would you be? And the young lady said in the interview, I would be a snake. Now, why would she pick a snake to, you know, the animal? Because snakes are considered um, you know, devious, right, and they slither, right? So we want to use answers like an uh, uh, animal that, you know, projects leadership like a lion or an animal that's strong like a tiger or fierce, right, but not something that would be considered negative, right, like a, uh, what's an- another negative animal? Um, let's see. Um, a hyena 
or a raccoon, right, things like that. No, we want to use positive animals. I mean, I would even possibly use man's best friend, right? Another great question uh, that I've seen people ask in an interview uh, was, is it more important to be lucky or skillful, right? And some people might say lucky. I would say it's more important to be skillful because lucky doesn't leave, is is considered by chance. It means that hopefully things work out the way you want. Skillful means that you knew specifically what to do and you're able to deal with that situation every single time skillfully. We're lucky. Uh, some there are going to be days that you're not going to be lucky. It's just like when you you know on your way to work. There are going to be days when the bus is right there. There are going to be days when the train is pulling into the station and you're right there. And there are going to be days when you just miss the train. And there are going to be days when you just miss the bus. Those are the unlucky days. So we have to be mindful of that. So we want to make certain that we're able to answer those questions effectively. Another great question, does a company need B players or should they be more A players? Well, every company needs B players because these are the folks that oftentimes administer the work. A players are the ones that take the lead, so you need both. So we want to kind of explain it. Employees will expect you to be relatively analytical when it comes to jobs. So you want to be able to answer those questions in an analytical manner. Another um, thing that you want to be mindful of when um, preparing for an interview is also on the day of the interview, make certain that the interview is your only primary focus on that particular day. I've had people that the day of the interview, they tried to have two interviews that day. I would highly encourage you not to do that. Why? Because you don't know how long that interview is going to last. You don't know if they may ask you to take a drug test or interview with someone else that day, and now you've had two interviews, you have to cancel one of them. So don't put yourself in that position. If you have an interview that day, only have that interview. Don't do anything else that day because you want to be. You want your mind to be right. You want to be focused on the interview. Now, I'm going to give you a suggestion, and it's going to sound a little crazy, right, for an interview, but it definitely works. How do, and I've had people ask me, how can I be a little bit more relaxed in an interview? Because it's natural for a person to be nervous in an interview. So how do you, how do you become more relaxed in an interview? This may sound a little crazy, but it genuinely works, right? And how you get more relaxed in an interview is merely by before the interview, close your eyes, focus your mind, and visualize yourself getting a job. You want to visualize yourself saying to the interviewer or the HR person, thank you, Mr. So-and-so. It was a pleasure meeting you. I look forward to starting on Monday. You want to visualize that. Why? Because as crazy as it sounds, the subconscious mind can be tricked into thinking something happened even though it didn't. And because of that reason, it will make you feel more relaxed in the interview prior to going because you will feel as though I've already gotten this job. 
as crazy as it sounds. So we want to make certain that we prepare um, ourselves mentally so that we can be more relaxed. Take a deep breath prior to the interview. When you go into the interview, it's okay to go, (sighs) excuse me. You want to take a deep breath prior to the interview because you want to be relaxed. And also, and this is just a little suggestion as well, when you go into the interview, look around. Find out about how, what the in, interviewer is about. If you go into an interviewer's room or an office oftentimes, you can look around and kind of see some of the things that they're into, right? You might find that the person is a Michigan man. They're a Michigan man, then they're a Wolverine. You can, might, they might have gone to Syracuse, then they're an Orange man. They might have gone to Ohio State, then they're a Buckeye. They might have gone to Iowa. Uh, they're a Hawkeye. They might have gone to UCLA, right? They might have gone to a variety of different schools. So sometimes you want to be able to look around the room. Maybe they're into fishing. You're going to find in situations where people are going to want to have small talk with you, and you want to be able to have a conversation with them regarding small talk sometimes. So look around the room. Find out. Oftentimes you'll find out what they're into, into, into if you look around their room, the room, and it'll make them um, feel like you a little bit more and give you a better opportunity to get the job. Right? So we're going to take a moment. We're going to listen to, um, uh, listen to our sponsors real quick. Then we're going to come up and wrap up the show. Hi everyone, I am Shavana Johnson, CEO and founder of All About Us Global Media Productions Group, TV, radio, and magazine, CEO of the Whitney E. Johnson Foundation Incorporated. We are a 501c3 organization on a mission to educate, engage, and mentor our parents and teens in communities on current issues surrounding our youth. Today, we are asking for your support to continue providing our informative programming through our various media platforms. To make a donation, visit the Whitney E. Johnson site at www.wejfoundation.org or you can reach us at 631-521-7699 for more information. And as a reminder, all donations given are tax deductible. On behalf of the Whitney E. Johnson Foundation, we thank you for listening and your support. Check out Employism.com, the new hot online magazine on employment and business. It's growing fast. You still have time to place an ad in the magazine and in their new video game on Google Play Store. Employism Adventures, September 1st. Free download at employism.com. And the world's biggest online magazine store, issue.com. 20 million daily visitors. Don't miss out, guys. Employism Magazine, the latest trends in employment and business. So we're back. So let me just um, mention a couple of more interview questions that you might come across um, before we wrap it up real quick. Well, another great question that employees nowadays are asking is, your resume suggests you may be overqualified or too experienced for this position. What do you think? Now, you might find yourself faced in a position where, and a lot of people in this position, they need a job, they may have to take something less 
than what they are, they may be considered overqualified for the job. I had a, a gentleman that had a master's degree in finance, and he had to take a job as a cashier at Pathmark. You might find someone who has a degree in accounting might have to take a job in customer service at Home Depot. You want to make certain that even if the person says to you in an interview, you appear to be overqualified for this job, you want to put their mind at rest that you're committed to the job. Because what ultimately they're saying when they say overqualified, it means that I'm not willing to pay you what you're worth. I mean, generally, if you have, let's say, six to ten years' experience in finance and you worked at a Fortune 500 doing finance and you were making in the past somewhere between sixty dollars and $80,000 a year, you're going to be less apt to want to take a job making $40,000 a year. But if you need a job, you'll take it until you find something else. Employees are not dumb. They know that you'll be, you know, you're taking a job when in fact you might be a little overqualified for it. And they expect you to probably want to leave the job once you get a better offer somewhere. And employees are trying to avoid that. They don't want to have to keep rehiring someone for the same position. So they want to see to it that the person is going to stick around. So you have to put the person's mind at ease and let them know that. Even though, you, and a great way to answer that question would be, even though I do bring a lot of uh, talents to the um, to the position, I'm highly committed to um, bringing my experience and and leading you know the team or helping in any way possible. So you want to put the person's mind at ease that you're committed to staying that you're not going to be leaving. Even though, let's keep it real, if someone comes across, you know, you're making $40,000 a year and someone offers you $60,000, you would be crazy not to take it. Um, if it's, you know, a position that you've done before and you know that you're qualified for. So let's just wrap up a little bit about what we talked about. And all the things that we've discussed tonight you can find in my book, The 10-Step Pocket Employment Guide. You'll also be able to find... Um, information on employism.com, um, which is the um, which has the latest in business and employment. You'll also find um, tips on virtually everything. Which things we're going to talk about? Upcoming topics that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about credit. How important credit is to employment. We're going to talk about resumes. In fact, next week's show is going to be about resumes how to design your resume effectively. I have hope to have a couple of guests on that, that will talk about resumes as well. So we're going to talk about a wide variety of things involving employment and business down the road. We're going to talk about how to start your own business. We're going to talk about real estate. I used to be a former real estate agent. So we're going to have people come on and talk about real estate and um, finance. And we're going to have people come in and talk about saving um, so we're going to talk about a wide variety of each week on different things involving business. So today we talked a little bit about interview questions, how to answer some of those standard interview questions. Remember, tell me about yourself is talking about the last job that you had that made you qualify for the position that you're applying for. It's never personal, right? Another great question that you're going to be faced with is what are your strengths? 
Now, the last tip I'm going to give you tonight, and it's probably the most important tip, and that's why I'm giving it to you last, because we've talked a lot about a lot of different ways how to answer questions this evening, and most of what you've what we've discussed tonight, you're probably going to forget. There's one thing that you need to be mindful of in an interview, and it's the most important thing, and that is you want to make certain that you paint a picture in every interview. For example, an employer is going to ask you, why should I hire you? You want to make certain that you paint a picture. Employers remember stories. They don't remember statements. So if an employer asks you, you know, why should I hire you, you want to say, let's say you're applying for a customer service position. You want to say to them, well, one of the reasons why you should hire me is, as you can see on my resume, I previously worked at Macy's for about three years. My duties there were to do X, Y, and Z. That's why I feel as though you, I would be an ideal candidate for the position, right? Remember, you want to mention the employee that you worked for, right? You want to paint a picture. Who doesn't know Macy's at this time? Most people, when they go on an interview, they say, I worked for a retail location. No, it wasn't a retail location. It was Macy's, right? For instance, you did, let's say you worked as a janitor somewhere, right? Tell me about yourself. Well, I worked as a janitor where I had to mop floors and empty garbage cans. That's not painting a picture. Painting a picture is, um, you know, tell me about yourself. Well, I previously worked as uh, a porter with New York Presbyterian where my responsibilities were to do this, and my boss would always commend me for being able to complete my task at the end of the day. So we want to make certain that we always paint a picture. So it was a pleasure talking to you guys, as always. Uh, my name is Craig Palmer. Um, I'm an employment strategist. You can always find me at craigapalmer.com. Once again, some of the questions we talked about this evening you can find in my book, um, the 10-Step Pocket Employment Guide, you can find it on my website, craigapalmer.com, or you can find it on Barnes & Noble. So I'm going to leave us with our commercials and have a wonderful um, evening. See you next week. Hi everyone, I am Shavana Johnson, CEO and founder of All About Us Global Media Productions Group, TV, radio, and magazine, CEO of the Whitney E. Johnson Foundation Incorporated. We are a 501c3 organization on a mission to educate, engage, and mentor our parents and teens in communities on current issues surrounding our youth. Today we are asking for your support to continue providing our informative programming through our various media platforms. To make a donation, visit the Whitney E. Johnson site at www.wejfoundation.org or you can reach us at 631-521-7699 for more information. And as a reminder, all donations given are tax deductible. On behalf of the Whitney E. Johnson Foundation, we thank you for listening and your support. Check out Employism.com, the new hot online magazine on employment and business. It's growing fast. 
You still have time to place an ad in the magazine and in their new video game on Google Play Store. Employism Adventures, September 1st. Free download at employism.com. And the world's biggest online magazine store, issue.com. 20 million daily visitors. Don't miss out, guys. Employism Magazine, the latest trends in employment and business.